0: Because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass, cease from angry, and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. And I want to read once again verse 4. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Praise God. You may be seated. I. I think this is such a special psalm. I was given a plaque by my son Roy and his wife Lois, and we placed it in the dining room of our home, concerning this particular, concerning this particular uh, psalm. You know, somebody might go in there and and hook that CB base station up and give these people a call. And tell them that they're coming in. They might want to change channels. That might help us some. Brother Manley or somebody knows how to hook that up. All you got to do is hook the antenna up. Find out what station they're on. All right. Okay, let's try that. Turn this one off then, okay. That particular plaque that was given to... Me by Rowan Lewis has proven to be such a great one because I end up reading this particular passage of Scripture or this, not passage, but that verse every day. And quite often take my Bible in turn and read Scriptures relative to this. God is a God that definitely likes to do good things for people. Now, here at the church, you will find that as we pray and seek the Lord for guidance, that there will be a period of time in which we will give instructions relative to Christian living, we'll talk about doctrine, maybe for a while we'll get into uh, an area of Bible prophecy and such. I don't know, for the last few weeks seemed like the Lord just been speaking to me concerning uh, uh, you and your particular walk with the Lord and and encouraging you to to check out the blessings that God has bestowed upon you. Do you know that God has been good to all of you here? Every last one of you. And I just tonight want to just call your attention to some of these things. Deuteronomy the 8th chapter is a chapter that uh, has warnings and exhortations to Israel concerning... The Lord, in concerning uh, them, as they forget about God who brought them out of the land of Egypt, the Bible tells us that it is the Lord who giveth a man wealth; that all wealth cometh from God. Uh, the Bible tells us concerning this that that they should trust in the Lord. They were going to walk in the land of. The wilderness there for some 40 years. And while they walked there, even though they walked there as a result of not trusting God, God did miraculously help them and and feed them. They were brought to a place called Kadesh Barnea shortly after going into the wilderness. The word Kadesh Barnea means a place of consecration. It was here that they were to cross over into the land of promise. But as they... Got to Kadesh, and they saw all of the giants in the land. Uh, they made a statement concerning themselves. They said, "Well, we are as grasshoppers, and our we look upon ourselves as grasshoppers uh, compared to the the size of uh, the men over in in Canaan." Now, the Bible does not tell us that that. Uh, the Canaanites looked upon them as grasshoppers. In their own sight, they were as grasshoppers. They admitted to themselves, "We have a complex about ourselves. We 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 can't go over there because our thinking's not big enough. We just we cannot accept what God has for us." Two of the twelve spies, namely uh, Joshua and Caleb, came back with a report. We can take it. And, of course, you know that God blessed Joshua and Caleb. Joshua and Caleb were the only two of the men coming out of Egypt that actually went into the Promised Land. God allowed the the remaining part of those to die there in the wilderness. Why did He allow them to die? Because they didn't want to go over. While we may sometimes think that that's what God wanted and God was being real cruel to them... The truth of the matter is, that's what they wanted. They, they didn't want to go over. They admitted that they didn't want to go over. They admitted that if it takes believing God for a miracle to have this land, we just soon to die out here. Now, of course, they, they didn't like the thought of dying either. They actually wanted to go back to Egypt where they'd be beaten. But you see, there was a Red Sea that separated them from Egypt. And uh, this Red Sea was a symbol or a type of their baptism, according to 1 Corinthians 10. They were not allowed to go back to Egypt. But now, while they were there in the wilderness, contrary to what we sometimes think, uh, God was very, very good to them. He gave them that tabernacle in which they could worship the Lord and find atonement for their sins. The Scripture also tells us, that, verse 4 of Deuteronomy 8, that their raiment waxed not old. Upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these forty years. Uh, <clears throat> God was just very good to these people. He allowed uh, uh, brooks of water to appear, to flow out of uh, rocks. Uh, they went by a place that was bitter. Uh, Moses miraculously chopped down a tree, and uh, or he chopped down a tree, and miraculously the waters were made sweet. They ate manna that fell from heaven for seven days each week. Six days it rained manna upon the earth. And the seventh day, the Sabbath, it did not rain the manna. They picked up a double portion of it on the sixth day. And they had enough to eat on the seventh day. Oh, how good God was to those people. He was just so very good to them. They did not live (coughs) the privileged life. That God wanted them to live, but nevertheless He was good to them. Now, what I want to attempt to do tonight is to just point out how good God has been to some of us. And He has been very good to us. I could start on the very back pew and go all the way around this building and point out miracle after miracle after miracle that God has actually done here at Calvary Gospel Church. And I do not do this to embarrass anyone, but I'd like to just start near the back door near my office back there. I see Brother Kurt sitting back there. remember the very first time that I saw uh, Brother Kurt. Uh, Brother Kurt uh, uh, was standing in a tall young man with tears in his eyes, and he had uh, come to one of our services with a young couple here at Calvary Gospel Church. And this lady, uh, who is not a member of our church now, but was at that time, had witnessed to him on his job. And he had a hunger in his heart, and he came out. Now, Brother Kirk looked a whole lot different from what he uh, looks today. I don't know if he has a picture of himself or not, but he had long, flowing, blonde hair uh, down uh, below his shoulder, someplace in the middle of the back. And... and uh, He would have made uh, uh, some of you young girls that have hair, his hair was, uh, uh, it would have been a very envious thing to you. You'd (laughs) like to have had hair, like Kurt's hair. And I'm not saying that that Kurt uh, looked like a sissy, I'm not saying that at all, I'm not saying that he looked effeminate, Uh, broad shoulders, a big guy, while I do not accept uh, long hair as being a... Reasonable standard for a man. Uh, he came to the Lord and gave his heart and gave his life to God. And oh, how the Lord has, has been good to Kurt. Been very, very good. Well, Kurt sits on the back pew back there tonight with uh, his wife, Kathy. Kathy Mazara started ten- attending our church. She came and talked with me. She had been involved in a lot of different things in this world. Drugs and such gave her heart to the Lord. They sit back there tonight as a happy couple with their two children. Isn't God good? Praise God. Then I remember when we had Monday night prayer meetings before we went to prayer meetings at other times and having family night. I remember one night when Brother Kurt came out in the vestibule and I was getting ready to leave and he had with him a young boy the young boy had red-rimmed eyes, and he'd been praying for some time. His name was Andy Pizer. Uh, Brother Kurt had witnessed Andy and brought him over here to a prayer meeting. And, and so I had to excuse myself. I'm not for sure who talked with Andy that night. He was looking for a minister of our church. Who talked with you that night, Andy? Do you remember? All right, John Larson talked with Andy that night and talked to him about the Lord. Andy started attending our, our church and brought with him uh, his uh, present wife. Uh, she was not his wife at that time. Brought uh, Kathy. And uh, Andy and Kathy were great bicyclists and, and partners. Now Kathy, I still remember her coming in here. She had on tight jeans and tennis shoes. And, and uh, I still remember the night when she came down to the altar and gave her heart to the Lord. Some of you remember that, and uh, remember some of the struggles that she went through. But at any rate, Andy and Kathy both about the same time were baptized. I don't know if the same night or just a week apart. And the Lord filled them with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Now for you who are against here, we want to explain. When we say that they've been saved or filled with the Holy Ghost, we're talking about as they did in the book of Acts. Uh, We're not talking about as it's practiced in a lot of churches today that the Holy Ghost which condescends upon man is the Spirit of Christ. Christ was the Holy Departed One and the Holy Ghost came back and the Holy Ghost comes upon people today and they speak with other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Now some churches believe or at least they say in their doctrinal statements that they believe in speaking with tongues but a lot of these Churches who say that, their parishioners have never heard anybody speak with tongues, and they themselves have never spoken with tongues. This was a new experience. But then and Kathy received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. And I remember Kathy, when she came into one of our services with a skirt on. And this was a great uh, change. You know, the, the Holy Ghost will change you. It will change you. People who go to church and they say that they become new creatures, yet their lifestyle has not changed any from what they were before they were saved. I question the validity of your experience and I ask you to uh, carefully consider your experience in the light of what the Bible really teaches. Kathy went back to West High and for the first time in all that she was in the 12th grade, for the first time the, the, the students that at West High saw Kathy with a skirt on. And it was so funny, so hilarious, that somebody actually went up to the blackboard or the chalkboard and wrote on the chalkboard, Kathy Pizer has a skirt on. And everybody looked at her. The first time in her, now I going not say in her life, that she had a skirt on, but the first time that some of them uh, saw her with a skirt on. And, uh, of course, they kept track on the chalkboard from day to day. Uh, Kathy Pizer has her skirt on the second day and third day and fourth day and fifth day, and I think it was like twenty days or twenty-one days before her graduation, and she never put those jeans back on again to go back to church. And uh, the Lord has certainly been good uh, to, to Andy and Kathy. And then I remember Andy coming and talking to me. Uh, he had uh, uh, Andy was a type of boy that he liked all the girls. See, and uh, he couldn't. Uh, <laughs> When he was in the world, he he couldn't, (laughs) he couldn't make up his mind about what girl that he wanted, and so he had his mind on a girl that he thought was going to give her heart to the Lord, but as it happened, she didn't, and of course, uh, at that time, Kathy was just crazy over Andy, you know, and and, uh, just, uh, so I had to counsel with Kathy quite often, and and uh, then, of course, uh, Andy came one day, and he said, You know, uh, I don't believe that this girl is going to give her heart to the Lord. And, and it appeared that she was not. And he really began to seek the Lord for direction in his life. And uh, <clears throat> he fell in love with uh, one of the many that he was in love with. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm really fixing him up here tonight. But it's really amazing how the Lord has blessed Annie and Kathy. They own a home out on, uh, what is that, County Trunk BB, going toward Cottage Grove. Uh, has a, has a apartment in the basement, uh, in which they rent out. God's really been good to them. And God has given them a wonderful son, Anthony. Praise God. And we really appreciate Anthony a lot. Now, Anthony and I are just real bosom buddies. Recently, I at a, one of our business meetings, I was telling a little joke, and uh, it was a, a, a real comical joke. Well, Andy, on the job, uh, he had been talking to a man that he works with, and he told the man he shouldn't be telling dirty jokes. So, at any rate, it all came up in my office one night while we were talking there. And so, Anthony, he never misses a thing. He gets it all. So when I started telling this joke there, the night of our business meeting, I was standing down there, little Anthony looked up and said, Daddy, uh, Brother Grant's telling a dirty joke. <laughs> so if some of you heard heard him say that. But we had a good heart-to-heart talk, didn't we, Anthony? Praise God. But isn't it, isn't it great what God can do and does do? Praise God. Delight thyself in the Lord, and He will give you the desires of your heart. And while I'm talking somewhat about couples here tonight to start with, this is certainly not what I intend to make reference to later on. But I I think it's very, very important. Uh, I remember uh, Andy and Kurt teaming together and going down to the University of Wisconsin campus and, and preaching down there. One of them was up preaching one day when... Daniel Capagio passed by. I don't know which one. Who was it? It was Kurt up, up uh, a preaching. And somebody handed Daniel a tract. And a week before that, all right. And, and at any rate, Daniel ended up coming out here to the church. And the Lord getting a hold of his heart, he came down and repented of his sins. We took him, baptized him in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, if you think that, that uh, Kurt had long hair... You should have seen Daniel. Daniel had real long hair, and he had a kind of a braid, uh, not a ponytail. He had a ponytail. And uh, I remember when Daniel went down in in water. I don't know if I baptized him or just who baptized him. I think I did. Uh, You know, he had this big, long horse's tail, or pony's tail. Uh, But uh, it it was really something to see the transformation in his life went back to his parents who didn't know the Lord and began to witness to them and talk to them and his brothers and sisters and tell them all about the Lord and how good God, you know, has been to him. He later on married Barb and, and uh, now they have two beautiful children. And, of course, uh, Barb had Heather when she first came into this church. And I'd like to just make reference to that just for a few moments here. Uh, Sister Barb was a girl who God just delivered from a lot of drugs and just a lot of sin. Uh, she lived in a home down near the university. And, and at that time, Brother Dave Meyer was teaching down there, teaching Search for Truth. And I remember uh, Barb coming out to the house with them one day. And when Barb got out there, she said, Oh, I recognize uh, this place. We had given her a puppy I don't know if she answered an ad in the paper or just what happened. But anyway, we'd given her a puppy uh, a year or so before. And uh, so she recognized it. Now Barb came in and she sat down. I still remember sitting over there in in the corner in a chair, clad in jeans and and, uh, uh, this little two-week-old baby in her arms and crying, uh, tears streaming down her cheeks. She said... uh, Oh, what a what a life I've lived, and to know that Jesus Christ is is a Redeemer, and He makes all the difference, and yet I I just missed out on it. And she said, my life is ruined, it's wrecked, and and uh, so we began to talk to her. We brought her and baptized her and the Lord, filled her with the Holy Ghost. Now, unlike a lot of people, Barb did not have a real struggle in giving up the things of the world. She sat right down. And asked me, she said, "Now I want to ask you what I ought to be doing and what I ought not to be doing, what I ought to be wearing, and what I ought not be wearing." And so we instructed her concerning this. You know what she did? She went straight home, went through all all of her closets, and she picked up all of her rock records and all of her bad books, and and uh, and picked up all of the clothing and such that she thought was not right. And she followed our advice. She said, uh, "You people have something. I can feel it. I want it." Praise God. And so, here she is tonight with her husband and their wonderful family, serving God. Praise God. Praise God. Brother Daniel, the Lord's been good to you and your wife. It's been great to you. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. And then to see Heather go into the Christian school, and she's a very brilliant young lady. And uh, just uh quote those scriptures and... And, uh, oh, it's it's amazing. Wasn't it great the other night when Scott Getz stood up here and quoted all those scriptures? Wasn't that that great? I thought this was last month's scripture. I found out. No, they weren't even supposed to say that yet. Uh, He had not even quoted that in in the school yet. Now, I don't know if they gave him credit for quoting it up here, but uh, I thought it was just great. He stood right up here. Uh... Uh, Scott is, uh, I would say, in about uh, third grade, uh, uh, somewhere along there, and squared his shoulders and quoted those 15 scriptures from the Bible, and just like a preacher, praise God. Isn't that great? Praise God. It's so very, very wonderful. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Kathy then talked with uh, uh, some of her friends at school, and, and this is how Patty Freeman, who is now Patty Geminder, found the Lord. She came out to church, and Patty had such a sweet disposition. A lot of you uh, uh, are not uh, familiar with some of these testimonies. That's why I want to give them to you tonight, to show you how God does work and how God does move. And Patty came right down to the altar and surrendered her heart to the Lord. It was such a sweet thing. She wanted to be baptized in Jesus' name, and because that she was under age I told her she need permission from her parents so she went and, and uh, got on the phone and her mother would not grant her permission and and so I went in and lay hands on her and prayed for her while she talked with her mother and prayed that God would allow us to find favor in her eyes, in her mother's eyes and so Patty turned the phone over to me and said uh, brother Grant you talked to her, well, I never talked with her before, <laughs> haven't talked with her many times since. But uh, at any rate, I talked with her, and I said, uh, we're not putting any pressure on her to do this while we do preach and teach the Bible. We believe that after we preach and teach it, it's left up to the individual. And uh, she told me, she said, but, but Patty's been a member of the Catholic Church, I think, all of her life, and we've been very, very happy and, and, and so such. And I said, well, uh, I can say this, Mrs. Freeman. That your daughters receive the Holy Ghost here tonight. And and uh, that's something I don't give. I have nothing to do with it. It's between Patty and God. And I wish that you would also consider this as between Patty and God. If you just allow her to settle this with the Lord. You see, when you meet God, you're going to meet God as an individual. Not as a denomination, but as an individual. And so then she came and she said, well. She's old enough to make up her own mind. If she wants to be baptized, then go ahead and baptize her. And we took and baptized her in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise God. And now she sits beside another miracle, John. And John was such a miracle. God just seemed to speak to his heart. I'm not for sure who contacted John to start with, but nobody. just. Uh, I think out of the phone book or something called the church one day I was working in my office I got to talk with you I said look I said I'm on the run here and don't have enough time and so forth and 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 then uh, I made an appointment with him and then I got a call from the hospital and had to leave and left brother O'Neill or somebody here to talk with him but he came out oh what a hunger he had in his heart he just uh, and he had joined the air force I think and and uh, was going into the service and and, but there's something inside that was stirring. He needed something. He needed God. And so we talked with him. And and uh, our brother O'Neill did. He called me up later and said, I need to talk with you. Well, at that time I had paint clothes on and, and was painting. He said, I'll come over and, and talk with you and help you or whatever. So he came over and right in our room, uh, pastor study while I was remodeling Oh, you talk about questions. Oh, he was loaded with questions. And uh, one question right after the other, and listen intently. And now, what is this? And what is that? And I've had my leg pulled too many times, and I want to know the truth and such. And so here they are, happily married. Isn't God good? God is so, so good. Praise God. Brother Andy witnessed to his sister, uh, Pam, and I think Pam is back in the nursery. Pam used to sit right over here where Karen O'Crowley, I don't know why she got on the front seat when she came to church, she never would look up. She always looked down. And there had been times I'd go and sit down right by her, and I said, Pam, would you pick up your head and look at me? She would not. No, she wouldn't do it. She wouldn't even look at me. And I said, look, the Lord loves you. She'd get mad and, and, and get up and walk out. She would. And walk out and leave. And I wouldn't see her for a week or two. And here she'd come back and... Uh, some of the people were twisting her arm and talk with her and and hold her head down. And then one day I finally got her to talk and what I heard wasn't too good. She didn't like me and she didn't like anybody here and she didn't like for us to, to mess up her brother's life like uh, we had. You know, we got our own life and we don't need this. We can have God separate and apart from this apostolic experience. You people are wild. You people are crazy. <clears throat> Praise God. That's it, Brother Sonny. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. But then the Lord got a hold of her heart. God. I think she went to church up in Warsaw? is that right? And there she found the Lord in the power of the Holy Ghost. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Praise God. Oh, listen. Hallelujah. Delight thyself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Did you know a lot of people do not know when they're questing for God what they're looking for? They really don't know. They they want peace. They want joy. They want happiness. But did you know that peace and happiness and a lot of the attributes of God, uh, when you look for those, it's easy to overlook God because you're looking for peace. But peace is a byproduct of something greater than peace itself. And this is the reason why you can overlook it. Uh, If you want joy, friend, joy is a byproduct of something greater than joy itself. If you want love, love is a byproduct of something greater than than love itself. Uh, Happiness is a byproduct of something greater than happiness. And this is the reason why people overlook God. Because they can't visualize that in God there is happiness. In God there is joy. In God there is peace. In God there is love. And so as a result, you see, they overlook God. What they're actually seeking for, because they think that that happiness is just a package that they that they just open up someday and they're happy. Oh, friend, you're not happy uh, that way because every package that you open turns out to be nothing but a shammy facade. It's full of crummy things. It may give you pleasure only for a season, but it quickly vanishes. It's away. It's gone. And whoever thought that. That Pam Pizer would marry a uh, a preacher. And uh, Pam is teaching Bible study. I never in my life seen a woman so given to the cause of the Lord. She'd teach Bible study day and night, day and night, day and night. God has given to them this beautiful young uh, girl, Larissa. And uh, such a beautiful girl. Just a... I'll tell you, Brother O'Neill came here, he was a broken man. Uh, came from South Dakota. Some of the circumstances of life had paid its toll upon him. Oh, what a broken man he was. Stayed down in the basement of my home for three months. At that time the basement was not fixed up. It was hard cement and damp. Slept on a sofa down there. Wept half the night and cried. Walked up and down Fellon road. I've gotten in my car and looked for him. Tried to find him. Where's Brother O'Neill? Where did he go? Brother O'Neill, God does know. And He does care. And He does understand. And I know that things have not been good for you. But you keep trusting the Lord. Everything's going to be alright. I say everything's going to be alright. Everything's going to be alright. Praise God. God. And it's hard when you're in the straits like that. To understand that, that God does hear and He does answer prayer. Praise God. You know... Hagar took that child, Ishmael, and took him out into the wilderness at Abraham's request. And she didn't want to see her child die. And so she just put him over underneath a tree about a stone's throw from where uh, she was going to sit herself. And she went and she began to weep and cry. And uh, they didn't have any food and no water out there. And, and the Bible tells us that, that the lad began to cry. The babe began to cry. And the scripture says, And the Lord heard the child's cry. A desert altar certainly found a listener. There's no question, no question, no question. And sometimes in your valleys and your straits and when things seem to be dry and, and everything just seems to be barren and there's no productivity, uh, no fertility, everything is dead. It's where, where is God? But the Bible says that that. God heard the voice of the lad. And God then spoke to his mom and said, just look over there. She looked around. And would you believe that God miraculously uh, performed a miracle? He performed a miracle right there. And there was a well uh, of water not far from where they were. I believe that God just did that because of the need of Hagar and Ishmael. You see, God hears your desert cries. God hears those wee hour, night moanings and groanings that you have sometime. Delight thyself in the Lord. Praise God. He will give you the desires of your heart. Praise God. And here, uh, Brother O'Neill is a preacher full time with Calvary Gospel Church and has affected many, many, many lives. Praise God. Oh, how great the Lord is. How great the Lord is. How great the Lord is. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I just cannot believe what God can do. I'm looking on the front pew over here at Sister Linda. Most of you remember Sister Linda when she started coming to church here. She uh, went to verterbo College. and Not Viterbo. That's in, in La Crosse. That's a Catholic college there. She went to Edgewood uh, College and... and uh, uh, she was studying religion and and such. Wanted to go uh, into the ministry in the Catholic Church to be to to be, to be a nun or or a sister in the Catholic Church and and she came out here at Calvary Gospel Church just to make a survey on Pentecostalism. And so she came one time and she wasn't able to complete that survey. And she came again and she came again. Well, uh, you know what happened? The Lord got a hold of her heart. <laughs> Praise God! And while she was Digging into the doctrines and looking into the doctrines. Praise God. God, uh, God looked down and saw the need of this young lady. When Linda first started attending our church, she was a wreck as far as her emotions were concerned. She had been to priest after priest after priest. And different uh, uh, psychiatrists and various counselors. And her parents gave me a call and said, if anything you can do to help Linda, I want you to help her. I remember times when she'd weep at the altar, and cry at the altar, after everybody closed the lights, and uh, closed the doors, and turned out the lights, she'd stay here, she wanted to stay all night, and uh, we couldn't get a word out of her, I said, I don't know what's wrong with her, I talked with her mother and such, but you know what, Uh, God heard her need, and saw her need, rather than heard her prayers, and heard her moanings in the night, she used to call me up at one, and two, and three o'clock in the morning, and Oh, I, I need help. Something, things are not right in my mind, Brother Grant. I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm just I'm just an emotional wreck. And then she'd go long periods of time, I couldn't get a word out of her. I said, now look, Linda, you're going to have to talk to me. And she wouldn't say anything. And, of course, I knew that this young lady uh, wanted to trust God, and she did. And I'll tell you, she's been a great asset here uh, to Calvary Gospel Church. Linda, the Lord's been good to you. She herself stood up and said, well... She said, uh, uh, it looks like the Lord has given me the desires of my heart. And uh, <clears throat> that's the night when we announced uh, the engagement to, to Jim Larson. Brother Jim, you remember when you first came to church? I remember Brother Jim first came, first time I talked with him. He was in the pew right where Rich uh, Thomas is. And he was sitting there. And I went back after church and he was he was nervous. And I talked with him and I said, what's, what's the problem? Uh, Jim wanted to kill himself. Can you believe that? Uh, he's been a very a studious individual all of his life and very intelligent man he's involved in engineering school and he made a b on a test and and uh, he just couldn't take that that's enough to you know to die over and uh, what am i going to do and of course uh, uh, you know god was dealing with him god has a way of putting you kind of down on the bottom sometime and we began to talk to brother jim and He gave his heart to the Lord, and the Lord filled him with the Holy Ghost. Praise Praise God. God. Isn't that great? You know what I want to do? I just want to clap my hands. Praise God. Oh, how good the Lord is. How good the Lord is. How good the Lord is. God is so good. God is just so good. He's so so wonderful. Praise God. Sister Debbie Doll's not here tonight. Yes, she's back in the in the nursery. Her husband. You should pray for him. He's pulled his back and he's real bad. So please pray for Brother Steve. He needs a touch of the Lord. But uh, I remember Sister Pam bringing Debbie here to church and and uh, then I remember the first time I talked with Debbie was down at. Uh, uh, the singing that we had down at the Luther Memorial. Wasn't that where it was? Luther Memorial? When we had David and the Giants here? I think it was the first time I saw her and talked with her. And of course she came out to church and she, I, I talked with her so mixed up, so confused. And uh, boy, she told me all the things that that she was thinking and the way she was thinking and such, and she moved in with some of the girls of our our church. And Now, I'm not saying any of this to embarrass anybody here, but show you what God can do. And uh, it just reached the point where I just had to one time get all the group in, Brother Felix in there and Sister Ida and Sister Lois and and Sister Terry Seidlin. And we just looked at Debbie and said, Now, Debbie, now this is what you've got to do. If, if, if you will cooperate with the Lord and cooperate with us, we'll help you. But we want you to make up your mind right now. And if you're not, we're going to ask you to go get your stuff, and we want you to move out. Uh, we just cannot allow you to, to tear up everything and keep everybody confused. And so Debbie stood there, and finally she sat down, and she bowed her head, and she said, I really want the Lord but the grant. Uh, I'm just so mixed up and so confused. and I really don't know. She said, one day I it seemed like I've got it together, and the next day I haven't. But we lay hands on her and prayed for her that night. That God would heal her mind and help her. And praise God. And of course, you know the story. I do not know of anybody of whom I pastor that I appreciate her witness for the Lord any greater than Sister Debbie Dolls. She's got a beautiful testimony. Praise God. was able to witness to Linda Turner and see Linda baptized in Jesus' name and filled with the Holy Ghost just prior to Linda's death. Such a beautiful thing. God's going to put stars in your crown, Debbie. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. The Lord is good to us. Trust in the Lord. And he will give you the, de- the desires of your heart. Praise God. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he will give thee the desires of your heart. Praise God. Oh, how good God is. How good God is. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, the Lord really likes to do good things for people. Oh, glory. Praise God. And Jesus speaks a parable. And He said unto them in Luke 11, 5, Which of you shall have a friend? and shall go to him at midnight, and say unto him, Friend, lend me three loaves. For a friend of mine is in his journey, has come to me, and I have nothing to set before him. And he from within shall answer and say, Trouble me not! The door is now shut, and my children are with me in bed. I cannot rise and give thee. I say unto you, Though he will not rise and give him, because he is because he is his friend yet because of his importunity he will rise and give him as many as he needeth and i say unto you ask it shall be given you seek and ye shall find knock and it shall be opened unto you for every one that asketh receiveth and he that seeketh findeth and to him that knocketh it shall be opened If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? Or if he ask a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he ask an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then been evil or earthly, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Praise God. Do you know... God is just the kind of God. He likes to do good things. That's what he's saying. I want to do something good. Something very good for you. And every person that sits under the sound of my voice tonight, hear me. God wants to do something miraculous in your life. He wants to love you. He wants to care for you. He's just that kind of God. Praise the Lord. And He desires to see people progress. And He desires to see them be successful. He desires to touch you and to help you. Praise God. He's just that kind of a God. I could go on and on and on in this place tonight to tell you of all the things that I've personally seen God do. One great miracle here at Calvary Gospel Church that a lot of you are not familiar with because the sisters moved on sister Elaine Moe who had been a, a member of this church for a good number of years she contacted a, a very deadly type disease in her lungs and and this disease was depositing calcium throughout her body in vital in the vital organs and one of the first places, that the calcium deposit took place was on the optical nerve. And right before our own eyes here, while we were asking God for a healing, Sister Elaine lost her sight. She always sat right down on the front where Brother O'Neill is. I remember when she stood up just before she lost her sight completely, and, and she stood up to the ladies' auxiliary. She was a secretary and treasurer of our ladies' auxiliary. And she gave a report, and on her pieces of paper that she had, she had big magic mark numbers, real big Marked all over it. And she'd put that up and she'd read that that report, trying her best to, to serve God. She did a lot of witnessing and a lot of testifying. And, and, and she really cared uh, for people. But Sister Elaine lost her sight. Well, we just believed that God would heal her. So we began to pray. One night we prayed for her. We anointed her with oil and uh, lay hands upon her. And that night she said that she felt a special touch. While she was not healed right then, she went home. And got in the bed. And the next morning when she awoke she could see. The amazing thing about it is that she opened her Bible and she could read her Bible. And then of course she remembered and before, before her blindness that she always had problems reading uh, some of the fine print in the yellow pages of the phone book. And she went and got the yellow pages and she could read it. And she was checked out by her doctor, and her doctor says, you have 20-20 vision. Now, before Elaine went blind, she wore glasses. She did not have real good vision. But uh, even today, Sister Elaine, without the aid of glasses, can, can read and, 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 and so forth. Isn't God good? <laughs> Praise God. i tell you one thing, friend. I would not want to sit in some dry, intellectual, boring church where people go to sleep and talk about miracles but never see them. Praise God. We're serving a live God, one that's real, one that's upon the throne, one that can do great and mighty things. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. 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 hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. He can take the drug addict and completely deliver him. He can take the all out of this system. He can take the nicotine out of your pockets, praise God. And he can put a joy in your heart, hallelujah, that surpasses all the joy of this world. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise God. Sister Diane Nelson gave me a call one day and said I'm going to bring my brother over and Brother O'Neill is going to be there. I've been teaching him to search for truth and he wants to be baptized and so I was so amazed, I walked out of my office, I heard the doors rattling, it came out in the vestibule, it was on, uh, it was one day, it was during the daytime, and and here she was, uh, had this young man there praying with him, brother, with her, brother Mike, and to tell you the truth, brother Mike's hair was so long, I looked and I thought, is this, did she say her brother or her sister? Now, I'm not saying this to, to in any way embarrass uh embarrassed mike but uh, mike was a student at east high a very intelligent young man but he was on the wrong road and he got involved in drugs and a lot of things of the world and and uh, so she brought him in i remember when he got down to pray and oh did he ever pray that day brother o'neill was here and i think brother rutherford came up and we prayed and he got a hold of god like you wouldn't believe and listen when people began to repent right. this is this is why their lives can be changed oh, yeah. Praise God. Repentance, according to Second Corinthians seven eleven, is where our desire to serve God comes in. And he began to really repent. And after he had prayed, and he was just almost lost in the spirit. Almost lost in the spirit. When I say lost in the spirit, I'm talking about drunk in the spirit. Uh, and so when he, he got up and and we said, Do you want to you want to be baptized and and yeah, he wanted to be baptized, and so I don't know if it's brother o, brother Rutherford or brother O'Neill that baptized him. I'm not for sure, but uh, I think it was brother Rutherford. But in uh, any way, uh, sister Diane said, "Mike, uh, the room's right back there." And he started walking, and and listen, he was he was praying, and tears were coming down, and he was staggering just like a drunk man. And you know, on the day of Pentecost, when they began to worship the Lord and they were filled with the Spirit. Uh, Evidently, the people thought that they were drunken. For they came and said, These men are drunk. Peter said, Not as you suppose. I challenge all of you who sit under the sound of my voice today. You need a drunken experience with God. Something that gets a hold of you. Something that motivates you. You see, the world is and shaking. And God, uh, that day, just performed such a great miracle in Mike's heart. He went down in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ in water by immersion. You know, in the Bible, that's the only way that we're baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I challenge you, anybody that sits on the sound of my voice, to find any place in the Scripture where anybody was baptized any other way than in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise God. You see, there is no other name. Praise God. The name of Jesus Christ is the all-powerful saving name. Hallelujah 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 hallelujah, hallelujah 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 praise God. It's to him every knee shall bow. It's to him that every tongue shall confess, and every eye shall behold him. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. You see, when the apostles went out preaching, every place they went, they preached Jesus Christ. Praise God. And I say this to our Mormon friends who are here, it was not Brigham Young nor Joseph Smith, it was Jesus Christ. Every place they went, friend. hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory, 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 glory. Praise God, praise God. And not only shall every eye behold Him, friend. Every knee shall bow someday and every tongue shall confess that He is Lord. Praise God, praise God, praise God. Oh, let me tell you something. We're serving a God that wants to do something great right here in this place tonight. Praise God. And if you have need of a miracle, Jesus Christ can do it right here tonight. Delight thyself in the Lord. And He will give you the desires of your heart. Praise God! Praise God! Praise God! My son, who stands almost six foot two tonight, being only seventeen years of age, is with us. He had a kidney disease, and they talked to us about a kidney transplant. And the doctors gave us very little hope that Steve would ever grow into a normal individual. They said because of the heavy doses of medication, prednisone namely and and such, he'd probably lose his hair and probably stun his growth. He made his way into my bedroom one night. I think it was two or three nights after Christmas, December 27th, as well as I can remember. And he got right down on his knees and he said, Dad, would you get down and pray with me? He said, I want the Lord. Such a sick little boy. We got down there, Mom and I, and I took him in my lap and, and in on my knee there and lay hands upon him. I said, Son, the Lord's going to fill you with the Holy Ghost, and He's going to heal your body. Praise God. And so we lay hands upon him, and he lifted his hands, and he began to speak with other tongues. Just like they did in the Bible. Just like they did in the book of Acts. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. And he was filled with the Holy Ghost. and. He began to speak with other tongues. We took him back to the doctor. And since that time, friend, he has not had any more own. The doctor said, Stevie, you're a miracle child. We, we don't know what's happened. And Steve said, my dad prayed for me. You know, my dad's a preacher. And he's been praying for a long time. Delight thyself in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. He's a power God. He likes to do great things for people. And I'm not just standing here to stir people up emotional. No, my friend, it's more than that. We have visible evidence of healings. People who have been healed of cancer, kidney diseases, stomach ulcers. Praise God. And people whose lives have been changed from bondage of sin and iniquity to liberty in the Holy Ghost. I'd like for you to stand right now. Praise God. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Yah, Kostia, Tila, Vaya, Lama, Hakati, Tila, Vostia, Tila, Vaya, Hai. Yah, Kati, Samba, Yala, Vye, Kiati, Lama, Gye, Kiya. Yah, Kati, Samba, Yah, Kati, Lama, Yala, Vye, Kiya, Ne, Kati, Lama, Gye, Kiya. Yah, my spirit speaks expressly to you this very night. You have thumb to the pages of my word. My word declares that I use this particular method to speak to you. Do you not understand that the reason why my voice is so neal and so void in your life is because you're not really seeking my way. You have desensitized yourself to my spirit, but yet I use this verbal form tonight to force you to hear me one time. I want you to know that I am a God that does love you. And I ask of you to turn away from your ways of evil and trust in me. Yea, and I will perform a great miracle in your own life. And not only that, but I will show you the way that leads to eternal life, saith the Lord. (laughs) Oh, ho, 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 hallelujah hallelujah praise god karen why don't you come on down now if you would and find a place to kneel and pray karen will be baptized here in a few moments in the name of the lord jesus christ oh glory to god People are finding a place all over to pray. Why don't you turn right there, Terry, on the first pew there? All right, there we go. Praise God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. There's still room for prayer if somebody would like to come and give their heart to the Lord. Why don't you come on right now and surrender you all to the Lord. Oh, what a great God He is.